0: Welcome back to another episode of After the Buzzer. I'm Jackson. Uh, first, episode 2020. Uh, so we made it through the new year, and we'll be looking forward to many more episodes to come within the next year. Uh, Dave's back on again this week. Dave, how we doing?
1: What's going on? I'm pretty
0: good. Um, and for the first time ever airing on After the Buzzer, Mr. Patrick Brown is here.
2: What's poppin', people?
0: Uh, so we've got both of them here. Patrick's going to provide his insight on our topics. And we got a, a full list for you. Listeners here today. Number one, we wanted to talk about our email. Uh, like we said in the last podcast, we've started an email account for you guys to email us ideas or topics for um, podcasts to come. And we got our first one from Alex Schmidt uh, asking for more hockey. So we'll definitely be talking about the NHL later in the podcast. But to start off, we're going to go with the NFL. And um, Tom Brady, he might be retiring, he said it's unlikely, but it's possible. He's set to be a free agent at the end of the year. And there are questions um, going around if he's going to stay with the Patriots or go to a different team. Uh, boys, i let you take it from here.
2: Uh, I actually think he's not, definitely not staying with the Patriots. I think he's not retiring, and he's going to go play with the Chargers. I mean, first of all, he's from uh, the West Coast near uh, L.A., and he needs to prove that he can win without Belichick.
1: Also adding to that, uh, pretty irrelevant, but I mean, he sold, he, he closed his house up for sale in Boston, and plus the, it's pretty obvious that Josh McDaniels is going to leave the Patriots, and I don't think Tom Brady needs and wants to like, you know, go through another offensive coordinator explaining the playbook, because, you know, he's an experienced veteran, he knows what he's doing, and so, uh, also Philip Rivers is probably going to be in the Chargers yeah. this year. So That
2: raises a big question because,
1: like, it
2: depends. Like, does Tom Brady uh, view Belichick as his, like, you know, he's more loyal to Belichick than McDaniels, or is he more loyal to McDaniels rather than Belichick? Because if he's more loyal to Belichick, he's staying in New England. If he's more uh, loyal to McDaniels, he'll either go with McDaniels or just leave.
0: Um, also, uh, earlier today, Tom Brady, it was reported that he wasn't going to give New England uh, a hometown deal. So he wasn't going to take a little bit uh, lower amount of money for to stay with the team. So that might show that New England's going to have to pony up for him, which I'm guessing is going to be a lot, even though he's getting into the later stages of his career. Or he's going to move with a different team. The Chargers are an option, like you said. I also think that the Raiders could be an option. Obviously, they have Derek Carr. I think with Tom Brady on the Raiders, first of all, they're moving to a new uh, city, Las Vegas. And it also would benefit Derek Carr. He could sit behind Tom Brady, be mentored by him, and then once Brady retires, Carr could, you know, take in the role that he was thought to start be, be there for.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, that's on Patriots, like, to uh, give one person so much money, and they really need to assess what Brady is. Is he still a quarterback that can win them games, or is he a liability? If he's a liability, you have to cut ties.
0: Exactly. Like we saw this year and in the postseason, uh, today's Sunday, so the two wildcard games were yesterday. Brady wasn't exactly uh, getting it done, and he gave up a costly interception at the end of the game at the goal line. or at their own goal line trying to make a comeback. So this season he hasn't been his dominant self as we've seen in the past. So, like you said, that could affect if he stays or goes. Um, also, uh, like we were talking about the wild card games, the Buffalo Bills lost. Uh, I died with that game. I'm a diehard Bills fan.
2: I was very happy.
0: Oh, geez. Um. Jets fans,
1: am I right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> So the Bills lost, it was, they had to lead after the first three quarters, 16 nothing, and then they blew it, and then it was basically it. Um, whose fault is it, do you think, for the Bills' loss? Do you think it's the Bills or the Texans, Dave?
1: Well, I think it's most definitely the Bills' fault. You look at it, you look at they were up by 16, 16 points, and in Bills' fashion, they blew it just like they do in most of their leads.
2: Yeah. So, there you go. I definitely think it's the Bills' fault, but I'm going to uh, go more specific, and I'm going to say it's Josh Allen's, because that those last five minutes, he was seeing ghosts. And I know what seeing ghosts looks like. And when you try and pitch the ball uh, back to your tight end with... A minute. Yeah, a minute left, uh, and you have to get the field goal, and what were they at, like the 50? They were, they were getting there, or they yep. might have even been in field goal, he, right? He ran for about and 30 yards. And to make that mistake, it, yeah. I mean, it just shows you that he still needs some time, but I think he can get there.
0: Yeah, also, you know, I think it was definitely a combination. The Bills were in cruise control going into the second half, and they couldn't carry it through. Um, also, there were a couple of questionable calls by the refs, not saying it's entirely their fault. Um, there was that crazy play where he didn't – the. Um, Kick returner did kneel in the back of the end zone and the Bills recovered it. That's that's an antsy call, but there was the blindside block. That one was a little bit tough. Um, where um, it was it was a tough call I think there. And then on third and eighteen, when Deshaun, if you watched the game, Deshaun Watson escaped two ta- tackles, what would have been for losses, and made the throw for the first down and basically won the game. The play clock was at zero before they snapped it. Obviously, you know that's. Um. Not. Exi- they haven't been perfect on that all year, but still a little bit of it there for the refs. You know, obviously, referees haven't been great this year. We've seen calls made all different times. Uh. So. Uh.
2: That also raises like another question. Like, how bad of a call was that for Bill O'Brien? Cause he could have very well lost the game for uh, the Texans because uh, uh, he decided to go for it when he could have kicked the field goal or pumped. And I think if they lost, he should have been fired right then and there. I mean, that's just unexcusable to lose a game with such a stupid de- uh, decision. Yeah.
0: So, obviously, the Bills are out. Texans will move on to play the Chiefs, right? And then mm-hmm. Tennessee beat New England, as we talked about New England losing. Uh, the Titans have been hot ever since playing in Ryan Tannehill. He's been great for them the past five weeks. And they'll be playing the Ravens, obviously, a tough team, Super Bowl favorites. Um, but going into the postseason and throughout the regular season, coming in, who do you think was more underrated? Derrick Henry, who's on the Titans, great year, or Michael Thomas? He got the record for uh, most catch receptions in the regular season, great wide receiver, and obviously Drew Brees' is go-to guy. Who do you think was more underrated coming into the season?
2: Uh... I mean, I think it's definitely Derrick Henry because there are people out there that are just going McCaffrey, McCaffrey, McCaffrey. Well, this guy was... uh, He was... Every game, he was making a run that was over 50 yards. And he was consistent. He... Five yards, five yards, five yards. And then he went for one. And it was just... uh, He's just being underrated
1: so much. And I hate to see it because he's so good. Exactly. I think you're exactly right there. Um... I mean, you look at Michael Thomas, but compared to Derrick Henry's season last year, Michael Thomas was way more noticed, and
0: yeah, he, obviously
1: he, he got ob- the attention of more people than Derrick Henry did last year. Yeah, he was still underrated, yeah, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely because though.
2: if that was like Antonio Brown, people would be calling crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. it wouldn't be. Now, obviously, going to next season, there'll be um, high expectations for both those guys and their respective uh, teams. Uh, and then we'll talk about going into the Super Bowl. Obviously, like we said, the Ravens are the favorites. They've got they got to be Lamar's MVP season. And the defense has been playing good. Um, so your Super Bowl predictions on who's in there from the NFC and the UFC, And if you want to go, we can talk about who wins
2: it. Uh, I was actually thinking it'd be 49ers-Ravens. Uh, I think it'd be a rematch. And I think it'd be one of the greatest Super Bowls we've ever seen. I think it'll be a close game and i think that the 49ers will uh will come out with the victory, victory.
1: i'm going to sort of agree with you there i'm going to have the 49ers my team in the nfc i think they just can't be stopped right now but as as for my nfc predict, afc prediction excuse me i'm going to go with the kansas city chiefs i feel like they're the team that's going to be able to upset the ravens in playoff mode with all their talent, it's going to be, if those two teams end up playing each other, which is highly possible, that would be a a well-played game from both teams, but I think the Chiefs would end up winning that game. Yeah, some of these games are
2: going to be crazy. If you get Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson in uh, the AFC Championship, that's going to be a crazy game. If you get Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson for another rematch, and both teams play as... We think they should. That might be the game of the year. And I think no matter what happens, it's a win-win for the viewer.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to go different route. I'm going to agree with Dave for the AFC. I think the Chiefs are going to be there. Uh, the defense has been playing way better uh, since the start of the season. And I think the, and the offense is so explosive. I think they'll be able to contain Lamar and that offense enough. And then the offense will be able to do their thing. But for the NFC, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. And it's it's a risky pick. I understand that. Um, they do have the Eagles in the first round, which I think should definitely be a win. And then, who is it they'd play in the, in the uh, second?
1: Depends. It depends, depends
0: on the, the seeding. Okay. Well, either way, it'd be the Packers, who I think that would be a game they could win. Or the 49ers, which they're definitely a tough team. And they, I give them credit. They've done great this year. But I think that the Seahawks, with Marlon Sean Lynch coming back... Um, They'll be able to – they're such a uh, a tight team. They've, they've got top five defense and offense. Um, I think they'll be able to make it through um, and play the Chiefs in the championship. And I think for that game, I'm going to go with the Chiefs too. I think they're too good. Um, and especially if they're playing the Seahawks, I think the Chiefs
2: can win that game. Uh, what do you guys think about the Vrabel uh- – thing on fourth down uh yesterday with uh him outsparting belichick you, s- you guys see that uh i did not please explain so what he did was he uh he did what co- coaches usually do to get better field position on punts is take the uh <clears throat> delay of game and he kept taking false starts and belichick was getting mad as uh People like to see him, Matt. And uh, he just kept uh, taking false starts. And then the Patriots uh, took a penalty. I thought that was genius because it took time off the clock for the Patriots. And uh, the Patriots uh, just couldn't get a drive going. And I think that was smart. But what are you guys' thoughts if he did that? The Patriots got the ball and they scored.
0: With no time left, or yeah, with no time
2: left, he gave him them too much time. There's not enough time for them to score.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting play because um, obviously, with the lead, with with um, less than a minute left in the game, you want you don't want them to have time to score. I think it's a lot about having trust in your defense um, because if your defense isn't playing very well, either that game or the season, I think that. You have to be able to just say, we're going to have to punt you know, with some time left just in case. Uh, I still think it was a smart play, like you said, because it took time off the clock. Put a little more pressure on the Patriots um, and Bill Belichick, like you said. So I think it was a smart play. Um, if, if they did come down and score with no time left, he'd definitely be criticized for it. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it was the, the smart thing to do.
2: Yeah, they also have the best defense within two minutes. Uh, so, I mean,
1: if he really trusts his defense, he should trust his defense. Yeah. Exactly. There's not much more to say. I agree with both of you. Um,
0: so, we're gonna talk, we've talked about this before, and we'll probably talk about it again. Head coaches, David and I made our predictions on who would be out, um, and Schumer was out, right?
2: Yep. Schumer. Schumer, uh,
0: um. Kitchen. Kitchen. Get it. Hell's Kitchen. Yep. So we've, we've made our predictions. They've been gone. Um, and Mike McCarthy, former head coach of the Packers, interviewed for the Dallas head coaching position. I think he'd fit in nice with their system. He knows um, how to how to work with a quarterback who can throw, as he was with Rodgers now. He's got Dak. And having a running back like Ezekiel Elliott definitely helps. And I think that if he does join the team, they'll improve far more, especially with the draft picks that they have. I think they'll improve, and I think they'll win the division next year. Uh,
2: Well, I think it'd be a bad decision for McCarthy because uh, if I were head coach, which I'm not qualified. I'm as qualified as Gase, but uh, if I were uh, in McCarthy's position, uh, I'd be I wouldn't take the job. I'd try and find a different job because I really don't want to deal with Jerry Jones. I think you need control of your team to win. I mean, look at Belichick. Belichick has uh, just won since, since he's been the coach of the Patriots. Yep. and He has complete he control over con- there. He has complete control. He can do whatever he wants. He can, he can build a culture, which the Cowboys don't really have a culture right now.
0: Yeah,
2: They don't have... Like, when we see the Patriots, we see teams... Uh, we see them as a team that's going to take guys that uh, other teams don't want, and uh, they're going to play good for the Patriots. And the Cowboys... They're gonna pay guys, they're not gonna play as well, and they're not gonna win games. So I I wouldn't take that job.
1: Exactly. I think if McCarthy were to go to the Cowboys, it'd pretty much be the same story that happened with Jason Garrett. It'd be he doesn't have complete control. I think McCarthy is more of a he wants to have, you know, that control and have at least a say in like, you know, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he knows what he's
2: doing and he knows what he's gonna get into if he goes to Dallas. All the criticism and all Jerry Jones is, uh has more press prefer- press conferences than the coach, yep. which is not very good.
0: Yep. So we'll definitely keep you guys informed and on any updates that come with that.
2: Who do you guys think is a good candidate for the Cowboys job? Um,
0: I, I, I still believe in Mike McCarthy and his system. Um, I think also they could go after, um. Brian Dayball. Bills offensive coordinator. He was at. He was. He was interviewed by the Browns for their position. Um, and I think with a better team, because obviously, I think with the talent that Dallas has, I think their offense is far more talented than the Buffalo Bills. I think with the offense that he would have over there, I think it could definitely help.
2: Yeah, I think that they're gonna try and get a college guy like Lincoln Riley and uh, Urban Meyer, but Mm -hmm. they're just they don't have they have the fame and the. Uh, the clout, and <laughs> and uh, but I just if I'm a college guy, I I couldn't take that job like Lincoln Riley. I, uh, he he already has it set and he already knows uh what he's doing, and uh, I think they're just gonna end up going with uh a, an experienced NFL guy like McCarthy, even if McCarthy does make that decision to go to Dallas.
1: I agree with you, uh, there too. But there is the possibility, you know, they could get a guy to college, Lincoln Riley, or former college coach Urban Meyer, maybe even Nick Saban if he yeah. if he agrees to go off. But it's highly unlikely for at least Saban to go up there. But yep. I see someone like maybe like Lincoln Riley going up there.
0: Um, recently today being Sunday, the Vikings beat the Saints in overtime. Um, and as of right now, the. Seahawks are playing the Eagles. So, right now we have three out of the four wildcard games done. And obviously, the last one's the NFC, which is the Seahawks and the Eagles. Um, in the Seahawks and Eagles game, Carson Wentz was hit in the head in the opening minutes uh, by Jadavian Clowney. And he's now out, and he's questionable to come back, which means uh, uh, that. The offense definitely isn't going to function as it did in week um, 17. seventeen. Thank you. Sixteen. Yeah, when he was when they were rolling out there. So,
2: what do you think that means for the game going forward? Uh, I don't think it means much because I don't think they're going to win. I mean, they it definitely lessens the Eagles' chances. Even though I don't think Carson Wentz is that great, had him in fantasy did nothing. <laughs> uh, and. I just think that no matter what the Seahawks, were going to win because the Eagles, they're a great story. They get to be the underdog again, but they just have not played good football.
0: Yeah, right. as of right now, the score is 3-0 Seahawks. Um, they're second and 10 at the Philadelphia 43 in the second quarter with about six minutes left. So, um, if anything else happens, we'll, we'll probably add something in. Uh, by the time you guys will be listening to this, the game should be over, but... Um. That's that's the information right now for that game. Uh, switching over to the MLB, we'll be giving our predictions for each of the divisions, NL and AL. And uh, we want you guys want to start. Um, yeah, I'll start. All right.
2: Uh, I think uh in the AL East, my New York Yankees uh think they'll be first at, unquestionably. They're the favorites to in the World Series. And I think anyone who doubts the Yankees is uh, is not right. So uh, I definitely think that uh, the Red Sox will come second. And uh, I think the Blue Jays will improve. But actually, I think the Rays and the Red Sox will be close if the Red Sox can find a way to get rid of some money. But... Uh, I think that the Rays will come out on top actually.
1: And the Blue Jays will improve and Baltimore's Baltimore, they suck. <laughs> so yeah, for the AL East, I'm gonna go with the Yankees, sadly. Good job, Dave. <laughs> I think the Red Sox will they'll be up there in second place and then That's probably, really Dave? Yeah, I think Your, I think so. The Red Sox? The Red Sox. Uh I don't know about the Red Sox. I mean
2: uh, I have a lot of Red Sox, uh, fans that are friends of mine and, uh, they're very, uh, passionate. Yeah. They don't watch baseball when the Red Sox aren't, uh, playing well. So, and I don't have to do that as a Yankees fan cause they never play bad. So, uh, Dave, I think that the Red Sox and the Rays will be close if the Red Sox can find a way to get some more pitching and, uh, and get, ri- get rid of some money.
0: As of my predictions, for the AL East, I'm going to have to go with the Yankees, too. Um, So, obviously, with the sign of Garrett Cole, they now have a a bona fide East. And I think that they're definitely the favorites for the East. But I'm going to go with the Blue Jays as of second place. Um, Really? Yep. I think that they've made additions of Haijin Ryu, who is going to be the NL Cy Young before he got injured. And uh, they've also helped out the, the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I think with young guys like Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette, and um, Calvin Biggio, they'll be they'll definitely improve. And I think that with those core of young guys, along with the better pitching that they have, I think they'll be they'll be better than everyone else in the East except for the Yankees. Yep. And then going down, I think Rays will be third, Red Sox will be fourth. I think they I think this year they're going to start a new rebuilding phase. Just they have so much money spent on guys like Chris Sale. Uh, and Mookie Betts and David Price, who might be traded. But I think that they should start a rebuilding phase so that they can come back and be on top. And then the Orioles, obviously, they're...
2: They suck. They've Yeah,
0: they've sucked. They've been rebuilding for about five years. Let's be honest, they suck. Yeah, so those are my predictions for the East.
2: Uh, AL Central. All right, for the AL Central, I have uh, the White Sox actually winning it. And uh, this might be the worst division in baseball because uh, yeah. there are a lot of teams that uh, they suck. And I think the White Sox will come in first, and they'll win the division, and I think the Twins will come in second. Uh, the Twins were kind of like the A's of 2018. They were yeah. kind of built like uh, next man up, you know. They have no, no big names and a bunch of guys that contributed, but uh, teams find out about these guys, and know how to pitch to them and the the twins will come in second. I think they'll get to a wild card. And uh the Indians in third, they're not very good. But uh they're they're just they're mediocre at best. And now it's a toss up between the Tigers and the Royals and uh I really don't know about this because uh they both suck. <laughs> yeah. I think the Tigers, Tigers will come in fourth, and the Royals will come in. Uh, coming fifth. Fifth, yeah. Dave, how about you?
1: I'm have to agree with you on the White Sox, although I'm not a really big White Sox fan. Okay. But with all you know, all the additions they've made in the off season, I think. Plus, it's a really bad division. McCandla, you said yeah. Makata
2: McCandla. I think he's gonna win uh, the MVP this year. In the AL, I think he's gonna really make improvements. Jimenez, uh, Jimenez is like yeah. really good, and uh, they they just signed uh, one of their the best prospect in the MLB, uh, Luis Robert uh, to a uh, six year contract, fifty million. Helping to,
0: their poor yeah. outfield.
2: Uh, they added Keuchel, they added uh, Grandal, they added Encar- Encarnacion, Gio Gonzalez. Am I missing any? Uh they resigned to Brayu. you. I think they'll be pretty good, yep,
1: also to finish up my rankings I mean know Chicago, obviously, I think Minnesota and Cleveland will be racing for that number two spot, and then Kansas City and Detroit are just
2: what do you think Cleveland does with uh
1: uh Lindor. I think they ship him I think yeah, I think he's going yeah I think
2: they should try and trade him to uh a team of in the NL, just get him out of the AL. Uh, they should trade him to uh. I think the Mets would be a really good uh place for him to play. Uh, out of uh the state of Ohio, be in the big stage. And no one wants to be in Ohio. Uh, <laughs> uh but the Dodgers I, have also been linked to him. Yeah, I really don't want him to go to the Dodgers. That man. The Reds have also been linked to yeah, him. No one wants to be in Ohio. But I don't think that uh. I think they'll trade him. But they need to get a lot back. Yeah. They could. We could also see him being traded to the Braves, and I think that that would make the Braves uh, the favorite in the NL. Definitely. That would be a great fun team to watch too.
0: As for my AL Central, I'm gonna have to go with the White Sox, like you guys said. Um, for a 2nd second, I'm gonna go with the Twins. They had a lot of firepower last year. A lot of home runs, and the pitching was there. Um, like between guys like jayco Driese, and all all the the whole starting staff was really good. Um, third place, I'm gonna go with the Indians. Fourth, the Royals, and fifth, the Tigers. Just the the bottom two are not gonna be really anywhere there. Um, so that's my central.
2: All right, so A O West here. All right, so this uh, this is it's a pretty good division. We have the Astros, the cheating Astros, uh, oh. the Angels, uh, the Athletics, and the Rangers. Four teams that could make the playoffs. And then they have the Mariners. The Mariners suck. Uh, I think that uh, the Athletics will come out top this year. Mm. Yeah, because uh, I just think that I mean they're kind of being no one's paying attention to them, and the Astros have everyone's talking about the Astros and the garbage cans and uh, stuff like that. And I think that they'll come second. They'll probably still make the playoffs, but the I. I don't see them playing as well as they did last year, losing a bunch of their best players, like Will Harris and Garrett Cole to the Yankees. And uh I think the Angels will come in third. Mike Trout, Rendon, no pitching though. The pitching's terrible. It sucks. And uh <laughs> and they they have to decide what they have to do with Otani. Are they gonna are they gonna have him hit every day? Are they gonna have him pitch and hit and Keep yeah. him on, like, a schedule. They're going to have him just pitch. And I think the best thing they can do is have him hit and pitch. But if he's not ready to pitch again, you can't have him pitch. Cause,
0: yeah, I think they should have him pitch on, like, his scheduled days to pitch. Yeah. And then the other days he can maybe take a day off. But yeah. I think they got to get him in there. His bat is too good to keep him out.
2: Like what they did a couple years ago where they uh, they gave him the day off before and the day off after. Yep. It was just DH. He'll be fine. But uh, the Mariners are definitely going to come in last. I think that's... And fourth is the Rangers. I don't see anything about the Rangers that is really going to make them go past the Angels, the Athletics, or the Astros. Yeah. They played pretty good last year. and They exceeded expectations. They added Corey Kluber, uh, and ace, I'd say. And I think that they'll be right about mediocre. And if they get a couple pieces, uh, they can definitely make a playoff push. And, uh, Dave,
1: how about you? As for my picks for the AL West, I'm going to have to say Houston. Because Houston, even though, you know, they lost some big names, as you mentioned. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, yeah. But I still think with all the talent they have, it's going to be definitely close between uh, Houston and Oakland. I do feel Oakland will get probably second place in that division, probably make the playoffs. You know, they're an underrated team this year. And then the bottom three, uh, I'm going to have L.A., Seattle, and Texas. All right, how about you, Jack? Um,
0: I'm going to go with the Astros on top. I think the, the bats are there, Altuve, Springer, Correa, I think. And I think even with Verland- Verlander still getting older, and obviously the loss of Garrett Cole, but... I think they still got some solid pitching, and um, I think they'll come out on top. As a second place, I think the Athletics. I think they're gonna. They've always been, you know, just good enough to get there. They've lost in two consecutive wild wild cards. Um, as of the Angels, they're still rebuilding. They, like you said, yeah, Patrick, they still, they still need pitching. pitching. But I think the addition of Rendon really helps going forward into the future for them. And I'd say in. Two or three years, wants to get a couple more guys to help the rotation. They'll definitely be a contender for that AL West title.
2: Everyone wants to see Mike Trout in the playoffs too. It's just yeah,
0: a shame. It's it's it a, it's Yankee. sad. It's egregious, really, that he that the generational talent like he is has has only been to the postseason once in his young career too.
2: Mike could have Mike Trout could have went to free agency and became a Yankee. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, but not everyone wants to join the dark side. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then for the, fi- for the final two, I'm going to go Rangers with the addition of Kluber helps, but not it's, a lot. And then the Mariners, they suck, as you like yeah. to say, Patrick.
2: Um, and at least East, this yeah. one, I can't tell if this one's really good or really bad because I know the Braves are going to win it, but I think the Nationals could easily slump like the Red Sox. I think, I, I think they're just not going to play as well. I think the Phillies with Joe Girardi, they'll play better. Still not a playoff team, even though they're loaded with talent. And the Mets, I don't know what to think of the Mets either because they could play like a playoff team. They could play like they did in the beginning of last year. They were the, hot and cold last year. Yeah, they year. were hot and cold, and uh, I don't know about them. And the Marlins, uh, they improved this offseason, so they don't suck as much as the other teams suck. But, Correct me if I'm wrong, We you got Corey Dickerson, right? Yeah, Corey Dickerson, VR, VR. Uh, Uh, and I they're supposed uh they're projected to get a couple other players that would help them, and uh I think that the Braves will definitely win uh the ones uh the division I think that uh the Mets will come in two Mets all right yeah I think the Phillies will come in three all right and I think the Nationals will come in four all right and then the Marlins and uh, I think it's just. Think that that division could change? I yeah. I just it's so it's so hard because there are three mediocre teams and one really good team. Yeah, Dave, how about you?
1: Yeah, I think that Washington is definitely gonna. This is gonna be a slump year for them. Pull Red Sox.
2: You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah, pull Red Sox. I I just see Atlanta winning that division. Pretty easily. Yep. But I think Philly and New York you, you can't really tell right now. Because New York they they could be, you know, hot and cold like they did this year, but you never know. They could play like a playoff team all of a sudden, just like the Nationals did last year. So
2: Yep. They have good pitching, but I don't really trust their pitching. I mean Cinder a good number two, but at the same time, he's never consistent. Yeah. He's very, he's like the Mets. He's hot and cold.
0: DeGrom's obviously the number yeah, one. Yeah,
2: DeGrom's the best pitcher in back the to MLB. Back-to-back Cy Youngs. But. Yeah, he's the best pitcher in the MLB. I hate to say it, but he is. And Better uh, than your Gary Cole? Yeah. And the Yankees wow. are still favorites. But, uh, so DeGrom's definitely the best in the MLB. Uh, and the Mets have new owners. So in the future, they're probably going to spend more than the previous owners, uh, so I could see this team, if they add one more bat or uh, another bullpen arm, I could see them easily uh, coming in second.
0: As for my NL East predictions, I'm going to have to go with the Braves. Like you guys said, they've had too too much firepower all around. Um, and then the rest of it's kind of murky. Um, I'm going to have to go with, I think the Mets can improve this year. I, I'm still unsure with Philadelphia. Um and, I mean, last year they brought in a ton of new big bats, Bryce Harper, JT, Remuto, and they still couldn't get it done. So I think the Mets will uh, capture that second spot, and I think the Nats will come in third and not make the postseason. I think they'll still play well, but not as good as, obviously, 2019. Phillies will come in fourth, and then the Marlins, they, they'll come in fifth.
2: All right, and Central, Central. Uh first let's talk about the NL East first one second uh the NL East uh I think the Mets will capture the second spot I don't think they're making the playoffs though I just uh there's much better teams like uh the Brewers the Cubs uh the Diamondbacks the Dodgers the Padres could make a push I mean I mean, there's a lot of good teams at NL Central I think number one is definitely the Cardinals uh I'm sorry Dave, it's uh it is. They're the best team in the division. I think they're the best coach team. I think they're they're just solid all around. I think number two will be the Cubs. Cubs are pretty mediocre. Uh I think they could definitely get a uh playoff spot if they play well enough. Definitely. Uh number three, Brewers. Uh the Brewers have Yelich. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know Jackson's direction. He,
1: Jackson's so. walking.
2: Right so, the, uh, uh, the Brewers, the, the Brewers, uh, they're just solid all around, like the, the Cardinals. Number four, the Pirates. I'm just Oh my God. I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, number four, the Reds, uh, the Reds are, I don't think they're very good. I mean, uh... A mediocre at best. Just uh, wait till it get
0: to my picks, alright?
2: Yeah. Mediocre at best. They're not making the playoffs. In a couple of years I think they can. They gotta get rid of Joey Votto. They gotta get bring in some youth. Uh pitching's a bit overrated. Uh they need to find some hitters and their bullpen's not very good. So uh overall they suck. And wow. Number wow. five, the Pirates. I think the Pirates, uh they've got some good players. Uh <laughs> they've got some good players, but uh, they're just not good. They're, they've they got Josh Bell. He's a good player, but uh, other Overall, than that, I don't mm-hmm. see many good players, and uh, they, 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 they
0: they suck. suck. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, I how- know, like
1: the Reds. They suck.
0: Wow. Dave, how about you?
1: My predictions for the NL Central. Before I blow down. my top. This is my, well, my biased prediction. Yeah. Chicago Cubs. Hmm. I could see that happening. First. Them and the Cardinals will definitely battle it out towards the end of the season for who gets that first-place spot. Even if, even if Chicago doesn't get the first spot, I still think they'll have a playoff spot, just like Pat said. And second place, I'm going to go with St. Louis. They won the division last year. And not much more to say. They're a really good overall team. And then third place, I'm going to go Milwaukee. Christian, Christian Yalich is back. Uh, he'll be healthy, and they'll they'll be an mm-hmm. overall strong team. Fourth place, I'm gonna have to go with Cincinnati. Oh, Dave, come on, man. Sadly. Yeah. Sadly. Don't make, the bo- don't make the boy cry. Because. Don't poke the bear. Well, if you look at Pittsburgh, I think. They saw they're so bad. Yeah. They're def- They're gonna be well. Great under stadium, though, next Great year.
2: stadium. Great stadium.
1: The bridge. It's yeah. a nice bridge. Well, but I like Bridges. Cincinnati might have been tied for last place with Pittsburgh, Yeah, we don't even know. Well, Cincinnati's they need to, Yeah, like Pat bit- said, they need to put some youth in there. Joey Vidal's yeah. getting, yeah,
2: getting too old. You guys done? saying,
1: oh, Sonny Gray, that's Sonny Gray, that. Their yes. prospects are... Even their
2: top prospects aren't turning out. Uh, Senzel's not playing great. Aquino uh, could play good. I mean, I don't know what we're going to see from the guy. I mean, I'm, I'm figuring that... Teams are gonna learn how to pitch to him because I mean the guy's stance is terrible. If you pitch him outside, he's not gonna hit the ball. And most of his home runs
0: came from outside well, balls.
2: Still, good pitchers will find out how to strike him out. And uh, he could be, he could very well be very good. I don't think he's gonna keep up where he was at at the end of the season. I mean that's crazy. I mean we've never seen anything like that. But uh, I just think that they're mediocre to bad, and. They, they just—they're the Reds. I mean, basically. all right, all right. Let's let's get to something. Here. We're rebuilding. Yeah.
0: I'm a Reds fan. The Reds have been rebuilding since they did, since they last made the playoffs in 2013, and it is time. It is time. It's time
2: to come in third place. I think it is time.
0: <laughs> I think I'm gonna gonna have to go with, even though I want to see the Reds, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Oh my! I I I I think that they will be able to put up good numbers. They have basically. The same same team, um, but Flair Flaherty. Matt
2: Carpenter's gonna kind of have a much better season. Yeah,
0: and Flaherty, he yeah. turned it up at the end of the year. I think if he does that throughout one season, he's can win the NL Cy Young. It's
2: not. It's not. It's a. It's like a. It's a division loaded with okay teams. There's not one team that's yeah like like the East. The East yeah. has the
0: Braves, and you can kind of know. Yeah. Yeah, but for number two, I'm gonna go with the Reds. They're gonna finish number two. Um, I, the playoffs though. I don't know. The playoffs is might be. I don't know. As for you guys going against my Reds, they have been rebuilding. I'm still. I, I agree with you, Joey Vado's, You know, he's definitely a legend.
2: A leg- a leg- a legend. A, I, at, that. At, I wouldn't go. I at least for that.
0: the fr- at least for the franchise. At least for the franchise. Yeah,
2: Someone that yells at fans, that's a that's a Okay, hard.
0: well, he has the highest on-base percentage. He's won in, um, an M- MV- an MVP. Yeah, he does have, have, He
2: have is a, a good are. player, but, I mean, a legend. Yeah, for the
0: franchise. The MLB, he's a borderline Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I think the Reds' Aquino will be able to turn it up. Senzel will be able to um, grow, being after his first year. And as my, quote, overrated pitching staff with Luis Castillo – who has who has put up great numbers consistently? Sonny Gray had a great turnaround season. That's right. After the Yankees, after your Yankees screwed him up. He, oh yeah, the he, Yankees
2: screwed him up. Yep, okay. he came
0: over with his cu- pitching coach from Vanderbilt, who and who turned him into a top prospect, and now he he pitched great. Yeah,
2: we magically saw Sonny Gray become a good pitcher.
0: They they turned around or they. Traded for Trevor Bauer. Obviously, I'm not going to the fact that he had a poor um season with the Reds after he got traded. But I think after he takes the uh, some off season time to figure out what he's got to do, he'll be back to his um he was a contender for the Cy Young in 2016. So I think he'll be back to um a, his better self. They added Wade Miley from the um the Astros, and I know he had a poor uh, month second there, half. second half, but. He's coming back with a Duke, uh, David Johnson, who was Sonny Gray's pitching coach at Vanderbilt, and Wade Miley's pitching coach at Milwaukee when he had a great year in Milwaukee. So I think – and then DeSclafani, Sclafani, he's a decent fifth rotation pitcher. Hold, hold on. So I think the starting rotation will be good. I think the bullpen has improved. I think they still need one more arm, and I think they need – Either they're gonna stick with Freddy Galvis as a mediocre shortstop, or they need to find someone. They've been linked to Lindor. Um, they have Mike Moustakis, who they traded or signed for a second baseman. I think they might need one more player. They've been linked to Nicholas Castellanos and Marcelo Zuna. So I think they'll definitely uh, be up there, top three. My, my guess is two. I'll give the Brewers number. I'll give the Brewers number three. Christy Douch is back healthy. They lost some guys, though, so I definitely think that they won't be able. They will be able to get back anywhere near the number one or two spot. Number four is going to be the Cubs, Dave's Cubs, I don't think. I think they're, Are you they, kidding me? I think they have to start rebuilding. Are you serious? They, they lose. And Dave just punched him in the face. What's going on? That's No. They've um, been linked to trading at least one of the three of Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras, or Chris Bryant. Get rid of it's going to be Chris Bryant.
1: It's going to be Chris Bryant. Get rid Bryant. of Contreras. They, I don't and think Chris Bryant... Their played.
0: outfield is mediocre. Jason Hayward's a good defender, but he hasn't hit very well.
1: No, I, f- I feel like they should probably... So I think they should here. trade away assets. How are they going to get
0: rid of them,
2: though?
0: I think they no should... No one's going to trade. Them. I think they should trade away assets so that they can get some more cap space, and then they can start over. Yeah. And then, obviously, the Pirates... They're,
2: they they're terrible yeah they're in the same boat as the Red Sox they need to get rid of some money and improve
0: yeah And then you want to take the west n l west
2: uh yeah we'll go to the nL west I think number one's the Dodgers I mean the Dodgers are pretty good uh, uh I think they're the second best team in the league uh after my New York Yankees and I think that this league this uh this division also is also like stacked because yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like Definitely. There's the Diamondbacks that everyone thought were gonna suck, and they were really good. Marte had yeah, a he, great season. Yeah, he had a great season, and I think that they're uh, they added some more guys. The pitching rotation's pretty good, and uh, they, I who, think they they
0: added uh, uh, Matt uh, yeah. yeah,
2: and I think that uh, they're gonna improve, and I think they're gonna get the second uh, spot, oh. and I think they're gonna make the playoffs. And uh, third, I'm gonna go here with. Oh my god, this is a hard one. Rockies or Padres. I don't know this is a hard one. This is like a tie for me. I think that the Padres are gonna improve a lot and I think Tatis, a, Machado,
0: yeah, Paddock.
2: Yeah, they have a lot of young guys. They uh they also added Fam. They added uh yep. a couple they have a good farm system, they have the far, best farm system in the MLB right now. And uh I think they'll come in third. I think that uh Tatis is gonna have an unbelievable season. I think Machado's going to play better, and I think Hosmer's going to play up to his contract again. And I uh, I think the Rockies, they're also a good team. They've got some good talent. They have uh, Blackman, Arenado, who I think could be traded. Uh, If so, then I think they're sliding down a bit. And I think that they going to come in fourth, uh, and fifth is definitely the Giants. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. They've lost. They're they're yeah. yeah.
1: They
0: suck, Dave. Yeah. Dave, how about you for your NL West? NL
1: West predictions. Dodgers, obviously, no question there. I'm going to say they're the third best team in the league. Behind? Behind. Braves? The Astros and the Cubs. You do you, Dave. And but, the Cubs? And the Cubs.
2: I mean, come on, Dave. I mean, but,
1: what? J- just wait. Just wait. Okay. You'll, see the, you'll see the Cubs. Hurry up. Let's go. And then I'm going to go pretty much the same as Pat. I'm going to go Arizona, the Rockies. And then I think the Padres will come in a close third, and then San Francisco. Close fourth.
2: Close fourth, fourth sorry. Okay. Yeah. You guys for- think that two teams will make it in the NL West, or do you think it'll be?
0: It's a possibility, but I think they also have to contend with um, whoever could be there for the NL Central, whether it's the Reds, or the Brewers, or the Cubs, who could be in that mix. Or the East, even, with the uh, Mets, Phillies, and Nationals, that's always... It, it's, the NL wildcard is definitely going to yeah. be a
2: dogfight. Yeah, all three divisions have four teams that could potentially make it to the playoffs, yeah. which is something I don't think we've ever seen before. Uh, Jack, how about your projections?
0: My projections, number one, the Dodgers, we didn't even have to go that far. Yeah. They're a great team. Second number half. two, I'm going to go with the Padres, um, and not Arizona. I think that even though Arizona's made some off-season moves, I think that the Padres have not only made off-season moves, they've also built up guys, like you said, great farm system. They've got Tatis, they've got Machado, who I think will play better. Pratt- Paddock had a great uh, rookie season yeah. last year. They
2: need to improve pitching. Definitely yeah, up.
0: definitely, but I think if they can get one more guy. Yeah. And, um, New
2: Jersey's too. You've seen also the
0: nine. Yeah, um, I think third, track, third I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks, um, like you said. They've added people. Um, fourth, Rockies. They've done a downhill slide ever since, you know, Aaron Nato was at his height. You know, we, he can still improve. Yeah, the- he can still improve. He's one of the best yeah. basemans in oh, the Oh, yeah, he's still the- Arguably the best yeah. with Rendon.
1: Yeah, I think he's better than Rendon. Um, I just think he's better, better than
0: consistent. Bryant. Yeah. Um
1: sorry. Brian's on a slump Brian hasn't performed yeah, he hasn't, yeah As well since he won the MVP
0: And then Like you guys said He's I mean, also
2: kind of more A platoon guy They Not platoon But like they move him around The whole uh, field Yeah he's and played yeah. left field A little bit Whatever yeah.
0: And then obviously Like you guys said The Giants They lost their Legendary manager Um And then I, th- I definitely And then So I think So I think the Giants Will finish last Um Moving over Sorry that took a little bit Um Moving over to the NBA, we're going to go with... Talk about the Knicks. Patrick, you're a Knicks fan, right? You want to yeah. take this one?
2: I'm a die-easy Knicks fan, I'll say. I mean, I don't really watch the Knicks anymore because it's just terrible. I mean, uh, I thought Fisdale was a good coach for the Knicks. I thought players liked them. I kind I liked them, and I thought management liked them. And since management... If anything the man, uh, the Knicks management likes, I don't like because... They're terrible and they don't know what they're doing, and I think that Fizdale is a good coach. I think that he just it wasn't a good fit with the Knicks. I mean, uh, I think their new guy. I think Mike Miller. He's uh, he's definitely helping the team. They're winning much uh, more games, and uh, it's just we needs we we need a guy that can uh, just help progress our young players, and I think that. Uh, the Knicks will try and get Wiseman this year even trade for Carl Anthony Towns.
0: yeah obviously they're uh, they've been not good bad they, 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 they suck. suck they suck for yes. the last yeah. three or four years and um, obviously Phil Jackson did nothing really to help them um, so um, I think I think that they definitely have to draft some more players and um, maybe they'll improve but I don't see it in the near future Um, and then we'll go over, this is something Patrick, you, you wanted to talk about, um, who would you rather have at the end of the game? LeBron, Kawhi, or Giannis? Obviously, all three of them are great players. David, how about you start us off? Who would you want to have?
1: For me, I would want to have, I know, well, first, first off, I know LeBron, you know, probably the, the potential greatest of all time but his career is slowly dying. Yeah. And there's more stars rising and right now my player would be Kawhi Leonard coming off the championship. And if you compared to LeBron, I know Giannis MVP, but Kawhi is the board man. Uh he gets he gets the ball more often. He's He's definitely the best player on the Clippers but Kawhi definitely I would want him at the, at the end of the day yeah I gotta take LeBron I mean uh, LeBron's the honest is
2: they're all really good players but I definitely think LeBron's the best player I mean yeah, uh, I think he should win the MVP this year because that's just He'd been, he's yeah. just LeBron and I think that uh, uh, he's just the most experienced he knows what he's doing and He's not deferring anymore. He's gonna take the shot. He's gonna make the shot. And uh, he's
0: he's LeBron. I mean, how about you, Jack? Yeah, I'm. It also depends on the team, obviously, whatever. Yeah, but out of I all three definitely. of them, I would want Giannis throughout the whole game, um, because he's just a dominant yeah. force on both ends. But at the end, I'm gonna have to go with Kawhi. He can shut him down if the other team has the ball. He can shut him down in defense, and he can make that clutch shot like we saw at the end of the divisional round where he took that corner three with no time left, right, routed around. I think that he's definitely the guy that I would want. LeBron, great. He's been a great passer this year. He's obviously very experienced. But for me, I'm going to go with Kawhi. Um, Like we said, we would move over to the NHL based off our email, and that is what we'll do. We're going to start out with... Um, a question, who is contributing to the Oilers more? They've been great. They've been very solid all around, better than the previous years. But who do you think it is? of McDavid or Leon Seidel? Both have had great seasons. They're leading the league in points. But who do you guys think is it who has been contributing the most? Uh,
2: I'm going to go with McDavid. I mean, he's just McDavid. I mean, he's like the LeBron right now of hockey. He, he Except does, younger. Yeah, he does everything. I mean, uh, he's the best player in the game. And I mean... He's just McDavid. Yeah, he's he's
0: already been um pretty yeah. much a Hall of Famer. Yeah,
2: he's he's on he's he's got twenty three
0: yeah. goals, forty two assists for a total of sixty five points so far. Um, that a lot. I don't want oh, to that yeah, that's that's a lot. Uh, in his career, he's got already four hundred thirty seven points and <sighs> only three hundred thirty one games. About the other one, uh, Leon Drysaitel. Um, he's he's gotten. 24 points, or 24 goals and 41 assists. They both have 65 points same games, obviously, for the same team. For me, for... Are you using
2: Wikipedia?
0: Uh, no. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Dreisaitl. McDavid's always, he's a captain, he's always going to be a stud for them. But I think that Dreisaitl, obviously the combination also of them on the power play is yeah. very yeah. tough to beat. But I, think I love watching
2: their power plays. It's really fun to watch. I love yeah. watching hockey. Eric, right, keep going.
0: I think that Drysaddle, though, has provided a lot of secondary scoring on another line. He's also provided leadership for the younger guys that he's been playing with.
2: How old is
0: he? He is 24. Yeah. Um. So I think him and McDavid will stick there. And I think that they are definitely a, a tough duo to beat. But I think that Drysaddle has picked it up this year, and he's the reason why they're improving.
2: So you're saying that McDavid's better. I think he's, McDavid's... He's more valuable, but, but uh, Dry se- Settle's. Making them win because he's playing, and we already know McDavid is going to... Without
0: Dryside, yeah. though, McDavid would still be playing great, but the Oilers yeah. as a team yeah. wouldn't be where I they you. are without him.
2: Dave, what are your thoughts on this my hockey thoughts? dilemma? Well, first of all,
1: I don't watch a lot of hockey. <laughs> really? I
2: thought, I thought you loved Neither. the puck.
1: Not watching a lot of hockey, but my, like hockey my decision player. would be Connor McDavid he's you know he's a team captain he's a little bit younger than Bryce they're, they're both they're both tied they're both 2 years actually Do You know anything about hockey Dave? Then
2: you're insulting my hockey intelligence. I'm making you look like a fool.
1: Okay? And but <laughs> I'm going I'm just I'm going with David. He's got a lot of potential already the captain and less than 5 years in the league, so Dave, even
2: though I, I agree with you, I disagree with you.
0: You
1: know, you don't know what you're talking about. No, I mean, no, I, I, I know. I don't watch a lot
2: of hockey. I, yeah, but I don't, I don't watch hockey, and this. I'm a hockey savant,
0: Dave. All right, so good to
1: them.
0: Um, for the Winter Classic recently happened on New Year's Day. For that, uh, the Stars were fell behind two nothing to the Predators, and then came back to score four unanswered goals. Um, Corey Perry was ejected for an elbowing call for uh, an elbowing hit on Preds defenseman Ryan Ellis how much of an effect do you guys think that for me personally I think it definitely had effect to turn the tide having a solid player like Corey Perry go out I think um you know it affected the team as a whole and kind of changed how they felt like you know our guys going out there and you know trying to put put his body out there and trying to um get that spark going and they rallied from that and scored four
2: yeah uh I don't know much about hockey, but I did watch the uh, Mighty Ducks one time. And it was a really good movie. So I'm a Ducks fan now. And uh, I'm a ri- originally a Rangers fan. And I always loved the Rangers uh, with the last ounce of my heart. Because the Jets, the Yankees, and the Knicks took the, uh, the other right, part. All right. But uh, that was a really good movie. So I recommend you watch it.
0: Alright, thank you.
2: Thank you for your insight, Pat.
1: You're welcome, Dave. Respect.
0: And like, then, Dave, you want to give us how much of an effect do you think it had?
1: I think it had, like you said, it had a lot of effect on how the team was playing for the rest of the game. Nothing much else to say. Yeah. Tell them about D two. Come on, Dave. Why are you
0: ducks, too? Yeah, yeah. Well, ducks two? The well,
1: worst well,
2: sequel ever. What about, <laughs> what about three though?
0: Maybe maybe we'll talk. You made a third one. Yeah, they well,
2: made a third one.
0: Yeah, we'll talk we we'll, we might talk about maybe if you guys want to hear more what about, about Canada? maybe we can rate greatest sports movies of all time um at our next podcast if you guys want to hear about that. So we'll 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 see if you guys want need wanna sure put in some email emails. Yeah, put in some emails want, for your recommendations. You um and for our final topic, we're gonna go with uh NCAA basketball. Like we said, there's been plenty of upsets and more recent ones since our last podcast. Dave, take it from here. Uh
1: what a week. For NCAA basketball, we had plenty of upsets this week. I'm sure, Pat, that you were watching that, all the upsets they had. Uh, Our first upset was Georgia topping Memphis at Memphis. Memphis was uh, number nine in the country at that point. Georgia, uh, they weren't ranked, but they, they received a lot of votes. And... They they did win by a margin of three points I believe, but that was a a pretty big shocker there.
2: Yeah, college basketball is odd because uh, any team can win the game, any team can lose the game. It's just uh, whoever I mean plays better. I mean it sounds stupid, but uh, the better team's got to go out there and play better. That's you have to be prepared for any team. That's it's.
1: Exactly. You never. You never know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They are. They're ranked for a reason, um, and it's because you know they've been out there and uh, they, they they're expected to win. So obviously um, they definitely need to be better if they want to be if the rank if they want to be ranked as high as they are.
1: Our next upset this week: uh, Marquette upsets Villanova. Obviously, Marcus Howard leading Marquette to that victory. Villanova ranked. Villanova was number 10 in the country. At and the like, time, yeah. At the time, they beat be in by 11 points on Saturday. And it also, just adding to what Pat said, it, it shows that these teams have to be prepared for anything, even if they're not ranked. Doesn't, that doesn't really matter, but... Especially this early in the season. Yeah. Because plenty of upsets have had. And... Five, five, seven.
0: yeah. Um, And I think that that wraps it up, you know, we'll we'll definitely keep you informed on, uh, obviously, the playoffs coming up, college football playoffs are coming up, um, and then on NCAA basketball, there'll probably be more upsets, so we'll we'll just keep you guys informed on that, but as for right now, uh, that's going to be it for our episode, Uh, make sure you tell your friends about us, subscribe, follow, do whatever you got to do, just make sure you're staying informed, and um, also, like we said, email, email us about ideas, uh what you guys want to hear maybe like you said we'll do a greatest sports movies of all time. Um so we we we'll, we'll, we'll hear from you guys if you email us. Um, it really
1: means a me lot. Me. It really helps us out yeah, a lot. Dave yeah,
0: it helps us for. these the first uh when he got That's his
2: first email. that's not true. Yeah, um
0: so we we'll, okay, we'll, we'll be we'll be listening for what you guys want and um but for right now that's going to be it.
2: Godspeed viewers.
0: So thank you for listening and um hope you enjoyed.